Hi, you're on the air. Hi, Ken. Yes. I think it's good that people can have handguns so we can shoot people like you. Right. Back. Fuck you. Hi, you're on the air. How you doing? How are you? All right. What do you think? Should we carry handguns yeah, or what? Definitely. definitely. Yeah. Okay. Shoot What's... people like you. All right. Hi, you're on the uh, air. Hi, I called a call before um, with a very valid point. I think it was one of your first calls. Yeah. Fuck you, you cockwacker. Hi, you're on the air. Okay. Yes. I was wondering how you would think that it would be possible to regulate the sale of these guns and want to know if you suck dick. All right. Well, in answer to your second question, no. And I'm not sure how we would regulate the sales. Hi, you're on the air. Um, I think you need a federal law first if, if you want to have a, a, a law in New York City against guns. Um, right now, there's this big debate in the nation whether or not we should be the allow the privilege to have guns uh, as citizens or we should not. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the NRA has, for the last, I don't know, century been fighting for uh, right. the privilege of citizens to carry guns. Fuck you, cockfucker. everybody and welcome to the nightfly special edition call-in show with me and guillermo salazar hello uh yeah this is uh, this is the big one i i cannot tell you i am not nervous and uh i mean well we've started no one has called but of course we said that would be hilarious if that happened and uh everything everything's running so i guess everything is going according to technical plan and welcome to the, I think, final January edition, or is there one more left? I don't know. This might be it. Then the next one would be the Oscar show. This would come right. out, I think, on the 28th or so, and then the Oscar show. Right. With you and me again, and Scotty Gornstein. Right. I'm excited. And then after that, a solo one, and then after that, Michael Riedel from the New York Post. Solo. Richard Klein from Three's Company. Solo. <laughs> Hopefully Amy Heckerling. That's the order. Are you going to ask him about Three's Company the whole time? Well, you know, I never try and ask him anything about it, mostly, and try and be polite about it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, then I'll talk about his Broadway career and stuff like that. I mean, right. I don't mind talking about it. I don't think anybody's going to be disappointed or anything, but yeah, I'm going to ask him a lot of Three's Company stuff. I think that's the forum right. for our friendship to ask these kind of questions. Right. It's not... Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I know you. Yeah, I'm trying to pretend like that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I figured, yeah, but I would too. What else? Would, I mean, that would. That's what I'd be curious. Yeah, about. exactly. I mean, everybody's going to be curious. I mean, why do you? I mean, I mean, he is a lovely guy. But let's face it. I mean, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> he was on one of the greatest comedy sitcoms of all time, which most of the people that are the age of us that listen to this show, right, is the reason we listen to this show, right? Because we all appreciate. The greatness of John Ritter. We'll talk about John Ritter. Right. Since I'm so in with the Ritters <laughs> and, uh, you know, his lovely uh, widow, um, Amy Yazbek, who's great, who calls me often, which oh. is really awesome. Yeah. Makes me happy. Is she going to call in tonight? Uh, no. <laughs> because uh, 
Well, no one's called. Right. I don't know what that means. I guess it means it's over. We have zero calls. Well, this is exactly like I predicted. <laughs> Let's play the clip from uh, Family Ties in which I thought of this uh, idea now, in the first uh, my place. My kids can't be here tonight, but just a few hours ago, before we left the house, those beautiful kids See when people are this. stalling? For, uh... <laughs> Paul, can you zoom in on this? <laughs> it says, good luck. <laughs> and then on the inside they wrote... Have a great time. Can you believe that? Jennifer, she's my youngest. Uh, Mallory, she's my 16-year-old. And APK, that stands for Alex P. Keaton, my son. <laughs> well, uh, I don't have to tell you how proud I am of this card. <laughs> um, now, if they were here tonight, you'd get to meet... The, not now, honey. You'd get to meet these three beautiful... Oh, hi, kids. But uh, here they are. That guy was a genius. I, I'd like you to... Meet my family. Hi, I'm Alex Keaton. Hi, I'm Mallory Keaton. Hi, I'm Jennifer Keaton. And he's, and he's our, our dad. dad. That's hilarious stuff. It's a Michael story. Gross, as I hear you he saying, was amazing. Brilliant, yeah. He was just as good as Michael J. Fox. He was great. Um, the kids were good, except for Tina Yothers. And the mother was uh, absolutely horrible. Um, Tina Yothers had that was. solo album, though. Yes, she did. So yes, she did. that. I have a question about Michael Keaton, P. Keaton, now that I... So if Mallory's 16, how old Alex is... Alex P. Keaton. Sorry, Alex, right, of course. He, what? How old is he in the show? Like, How old is he supposed to be? I think he's a year older than Mallory. He's just 17. Yeah, that's right. So he's still in high school. In that particular episode. That but episode. I remember in the, in the show, he ends up going to college. Right, right. Which is weird, because he was, should have gone to Princeton or something big, but they had to keep him in school. Um, you know, so they had stay. to keep him in Cleveland, so he's with right. the... What's the point of calling it family ties <laughs> right. if the family's not together? So then he makes fun of Leland College, but he goes, which I think Mallory goes to. Mm-hmm. I think Mallory ends up going to college too. Maybe by the end, yeah. I can't remember, but he goes to like kind of a, you know, not a great college, right. which is doesn't add up for the premise of the show. <laughs> he should have totally gone to Harvard right. or Yale. Right. And I know he, he remember there was an episode where he, um, what do you call, interviewed at Princeton, but Mallory was visiting her. Um, boyfriend, mm-hmm. and then he had to help her because she was crying, and she kind of technically ruined his interview, and that's why he ends up at the technically community college, even though it's not a community college. Oh, I see. It's not a community college. I don't know what college, but I can't remember. It's not the University of Ohio. But that's where he met Ellen, right? Yeah, but see, she was an artist, so it made sense that she would go to that school. Right. Meanwhile, you know, the plan when he went in was he just – and I don't think you can do this this day. He just go. He becomes. He makes up a committee, the welcoming committee for freshmen. <laughs> uh-huh. I think he's a sophomore there already, or maybe he was a freshman. And he makes up a committee just to meet chicks. Right. Right. Which, of course, I mean, this all spoke to Dave Juskow <laughs> as a kid. You know, I mean, I wish I was a little smarter, but I told you I used to dress like him. Right. And he used to yeah. carry a briefcase. I didn't know that part. I used really? to wear a jacket and tie in college and go to classes like that. Like I was Alex <laughs> P. Keaton. Yeah, I was obsessed. The, the guy was a genius. He came up with the committee just to meet chicks, and he and he found the hottest girl in school, which happened to be Ellen's roommate. Right, right. And then he started dating her and realized she was a moron. Right. And then he liked Ellen, which is a you know a classic episode. Sure, I th- that's one of my favorite all time. T- when the shelf falls, yeah, the shelf falls, and uh, then they they end up kissing. <laughs> I fantasized about that happening to me. That was like we all did. Yeah. That's why that show spoke to all of us. Right. I mean, it's like a. You know, he was cool and he was funny and he was also awkward and weird, but yet he was also cool. Right. 
I think right. I just explained myself. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Right. I mean, I had to be cool at some point. I mean, I, I did finally have sex with a girl back in the um, in the 2000s. But you didn't do that committee? No, I, d- I made the committee. You made the committee? Yeah, no, no, I totally made the committee, but I was so disgusting freshman <laughs> year that people were like not buying it at all. <laughs> you know, I had disgusting hair and, 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 you know, pimples and it, I was gross. Right. And there was no, you know, reason to have the committee. <laughs> I was a committee of one. I asked other people to join, but they were these people from the Hillel Academy and they were even more disgusting than I was. Right. Yeah, the, that's... The Hillel unit that, uh, you know... My mother wanted uh, Dory to join, but she refused. <laughs> That's for ugly people. <laughs> wow. Not much has changed in a no. certain circle. Hey, Rich Duffy's on the phone. We have our first caller. Oh. It's exciting. Let's pick it up. Um, Hi, Rich. Dave. What's up? Hey, Dave. This is working. Wow. What's up, man? It's a, could you hear us talking? It is. Could you, could you hear I us did. talking I, before I heard, you did? I heard, uh, yeah, yeah. Talking about school and uh, Michael Keaton and... Can, you, no, uh, can, can uh, you hear my Michael questions? Can you hear my questions? Yeah, can, you hear, can you hear Memo? I can. I can oh, hear oh, both of you. Well, this is perfect then. This is working like a charm. Well, I guess that's our show. All right. Bye, guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Rich is calling all the way from hey, San wait, Francisco. Wait, wait. Yeah. I was just kidding. I'm not hanging up I'm on you. San Francisco. <laughs> I'm in Sacramento. And I, I wanted to talk to Olga. Where's Olga? Oh, she's not here today. This is a test run. You know, technically, I'll, I'm bringing in Olga next time. She'll be very excited that you said All I right, wanted goodbye. to talk to Olga. What? <laughs> Get <laughs> back here, you son of a... All right, goodbye. Why do you want to talk to her? What do you want to ask her? <laughs> I don't know. I, I love when she's on your show. I think she's hilarious. Boy, that'll make her very happy. <laughs> I love her voice. Boy, she'll be really yeah, happy. Her voice is awesome. I'm yeah. sorry that really? you're you like stuck that? with me. Uh, you know, remember... <laughs> Memo's okay, too. Appreciate it. You like that Jewy kind of voice, huh? Dave, I I don't know what's happening. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. You do, don't you? I keep thinking you married a Jew for your... But she's not Jewish, your wife now, right? I get confused. No, she's not. What always make me think she was? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was that whole, uh, you know, I wasn't allowed to marry her the first time 20 years ago, and... Yeah, but and, what was the reason uh, I again? Found her on Facebook after I stopped her. Yeah, oh, I know. Believe me, I know the whole um, goddamn story. Who was the one who told yeah. you not to marry your first wife? No offense to your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> who was the one? Who was the one who took you to the diner? And I said, "Listen, kid, I don't know what your story is, but this is a disaster." You did, Dave, and then you also <laughs> told me not to divorce her. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I definitely didn't say no, that. You, no, no, you no. Did. I just said I can't you be. Fr- no, no, I did not say that. Why would yeah. I say that? I loved the divorce you said, idea. You were miserable. You said, you said you couldn't be friends with me then. Uh, yes. No, that's I said I couldn't be friends with you for a year. Once one of my friends gets divorced, right. I cannot be friends with them for a year. Because, because Wait, you're what? You're looking at me funny. Yeah. Now, and this will happen to you too. Crazy. Because then they, they're like crazy. And they are just like, come on, let's get some poon, you know, like whatever. Like, and I'm like, I don't want to hang out with you. You, you got to settle down and then we can be friends again. It has nothing to do with our friendship. It's just like you're all I'm talking to all the boys. I know that got divorced and they all know and they've all been treated the same. You know, you guys got to relax. How many is that? Pete friends that you've had gone through, through that Four, four. OK, four close friends, too. And I felt horrible about saying it. But I, I you know, it's just like, I mean, this guy was on the war path. It was sick. <laughs> Am I right? It's the competition, babe. You just you just can't you can't keep up with the competition. Well, I think that's half of it too. I'm just like I don't need any competition, and these guys are going to want to close the deal, and I like the <laughs> slow burn of waiting until they're about fifty or sixty, when even though I met them at their twenties, you know, and then finally make the move. Right, we're getting there. 
getting close. <laughs> That's my big plan. But uh, yeah, did you, uh, Rich? Did you see the uh, movie Turbocharge? I did. I actually bought it. It's Memo's what? fault. Oh, sorry. Um, wait, actually, I was <laughs> I curious. How how what's how many people have bought Turbocharge? Oh, I don't what's know. What's our statistics? I only know by the negative reviews that we receive, which is about thirty two maybe 32 reviews and maybe more have bought it who haven't written anything. So you're saying, A, you haven't looked up the statistics, and B, no, I keep forgetting. your bank hasn't registered any No, actually, if it, it registers and Dave Curry is on the line holding it. Uh, the, he, the T-shirts have been selling. So, so <laughs> thanks to him, the T-shirts are actually selling. I mean, I don't know who the hell's buying these T-shirts, <laughs> but now the funny thing is I want one. I mean, there's a you know, I mean, if the T-shirt with the the cover art that Elon's wife did is oh, that's a good one. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know he had T-shirts of that. Oh yeah, I think so. Well, we'll talk to him in a second. Rich, um, is there anything else you'd like to ask before we uh, move on? <laughs> uh oh, let's see. I had a whole bunch of lists. I was uh, yeah, but they were for her. Oh, they were all for oh a hall pass for Olga. Boy, she'll really like that. But you're not Jewish, so that's a problem for her. But it's not no, like she hasn't remember, done it before. Remember the day you. You used to write hall passes for me, like uh, Rich Duffy's mom said he could uh, oh. <laughs> go, to, go to gym class. I was scamming people back in the day. <laughs> yeah, I was good at photoshopping before there was photoshopping. Wow. Yeah, I was really, I was really into just doing, you know, scamming. Were the teachers fooled? Yeah. Did it work? I think it worked a couple of times, but I, I. Because of my Jewishness right. and my nervousness, I would be like, it's real. I don't know why you would. And they didn't even yeah. ask. They wouldn't even ask. I'd be like, whoa, whoa, why, why are you looking at me like that? That's crazy. Yeah, I couldn't pull it off at the end. It would have worked if I was cooler. But then, you know, I wouldn't be a very nice person, would I? Right. Right. Well, Rich, I think we're going to take some other right, calls. Dave, you can I'll, call back I'll if you want. I'll call you back later. Okay. <laughs> we'll be here all yeah, night. I'll call back later. Like a telethon. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Well, that was my uh, childhood friend Richard Duffy. Uh, let's we got we got a couple. This is fantastic. Wow. Uh, okay, well let's go to uh, let's go to uh, Fred or so. You know I can't tell. You know remember when you're leaving a message? It, it's tech. What is it called? Auto talk Auto, to text. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So you you don't know you know whether it's something or other. Hi, hi. Um, it's Dave Juskow. Is this really Fred? Did I do it wrong? Right here. Uh, you pissed oh, him off because you said Fred. Oh, no. Hi. What's up? What's up, Dave? Hi. Who is this? It's Dr. Fred. Oh, it is Dr. Your Fred. Cabana. Oh, oh shut up. Yeah, really? From the cabana? This yeah, is Fred. Yeah, I can't yeah. believe you called. I, That's I, so I listen. nice. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I was sitting here in my favorite cigar joint having a, a, a cigar and a scotch and scrolling on the uh, Facebook and I see David Jeskow, podcast, call me. <laughs> so I said, I'm going to do it. I've never done this yet. I'm a virgin of this stuff. Well, so are we. This but is the I, first I, time I we've it, ever done this. Is that right? Yeah. So it, it's, it's an inauguration. We're, we're doing this together. Yeah, you know what it said, Dr. Fred? You? I, you're the first person I thought of, and I'm like, why would he call? He doesn't, you know, he's not going <laughs> to call. I mean, he's too cool to yeah, call. listen. The, the last time that we saw it, we were just leaving the uh, the beach, and uh, we hugged goodbye because we, you know, because of the situation. Right. And I said, "Well, I'm sure I'm going to see you next summer." Yeah, I know. Which is coming around the bend. I know. I'm trying you to know? lose weight. Like, uh, <laughs> listen, what are you going to do? But, you know, I just wanted to give you a jingle, let you know that I'm, I I do follow you, and I think you're a, you're a hell of a comedian. You're a good guy. Oh, thank you. 
Do you have a question for David <laughs> Jeskow? <laughs> His question is that What's I'm that? awesome. Do you have a question for Dave? Well, I have a question, though. So I'll sign off. <laughs> no, I was just curious. I was hoping for a juicy question. All right, Fred. Thank you so no, much. It's so kind of you to call. This is Listen. really, really cool. We'll see you uh, on the beach. Yes, definitely. <laughs> okay, I'll talk to you later. All right, buddy. Bye. Take care, folks. Wow, that's so funny. Um, you gonna lose some weight? Doctor Fred is uh, the coolest guy. He's like you know older guy, and we've shared a hotel room together in Atlantic City, like, which is really funny because he's way cool. You know, he does right. smoke cigar and eat drink scotch, and I think he's a dentist. Oh, you know a lot of doctors that hang out on beaches. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, well, I know a lot of doctors oh. and lawyers because uh, you know I probably should have been one, right. but I, I chose this path of being you know kind of an idiot. <laughs> It's all right. And I think they all appreciate that because I think that's something they're like, well, you got to appreciate this guy. He just doesn't seem to give a shit. Right. And uh, they all do. But this guy, he looks good on the beach. He's way cool. And there's a little rift uh, between the families now from where I stay. And he says, oh. you know, it's like a, it's not anybody, not the men's fault. And um, so it's it's controversial. But it's also and it's exciting oh. that there's a controversy. I enjoy that. Right. But he's such a nice guy and such a great guy and really cool. And, you know, they all share cabanas on the beach. Right. And it's right. super fun. You know, because I did a podcast out of the cabana I remember. with um, Dave Elliott. Right. Who's, uh, you know, always listens as well. So he'll be excited that Fred called because everyone likes Fred. All right. Now, here is finally Dr. David Curry calling us. <laughs> Dr. Dave. How's it going, guys? Hey, Dave. David, we all blame you, you. for all the um, poor responses we're getting. And uh, here we are, the two of us <laughs> truly blaming you for all of the hardship we've faced on Amazon.com. It's okay. Well, first off, I didn't even want to call in to uh, uh, talk about turbocharge. It was just that uh, the last two podcasts, you've used me as an example on how to call in and leave a message. Oh, uh, yeah, Dave Curry calls in for and I want to talk about turbocharge. You're the only person. So, you know, I can... What else could I do? Well, <laughs> apparently you have some sort of strange influence on my life that I just think about you all the time. <laughs> you're like, you know, I mean, ever since we the day we met or talked on the phone, you just, you're like, listen, you're like, listen, kid, if you don't put out that movie, there's going to be trouble. <laughs> like, so I don't know. And since you're somebody's grandfather, I, I guess you're you have a lot of influence. So my wife thinks we're having an affair, so, you know, <laughs> hey. You're not the first. Shut up, Memo. Oh, yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> that makes sense, too. Oh, Rich Duffy used to think the same. His wife used to think the same thing. Exactly. Especially when I had to call him and help him get me out of jail. And she goes, let him rot. <laughs> oh, I can't believe he didn't tell that story. That's a classic. I was in the Elizabeth, New Jersey County jail system, and I, he was the only number I remembered by heart, and he lived in town. <laughs> then you had to remember numbers by heart. You have no idea how easy it is for kids in jail these days. Do yeah. they get to keep okay. their phone in jail? I think I'm you kidding. can ask for your phone so you can get a number of somebody to call, but in the day, you had to memorize the number or right. call information. Right. You know, and you had to be polite and be like, is it okay if I call information to try and get a number? Right. And Rich had changed his number on purpose in case it ever happened again. <laughs> That wasn't the first time I. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> he's a good man. But Dave, we're uh, doing Memo and I are doing your show uh, next week, I guess. Right? Hello. Yeah. Are you still cool with that? <laughs> well, no, I'm are not cool with, with it. That? No, I'm not. I'm happy we're doing it early, <laughs> but I'm not happy. I, you know how? I mean, listen. Let me explain I, what happened today. I mean, today, you know, we're having the call-in show, right? And I don't know what's happening, and we're having so far. It's going well. No one else is calling, but, you know, we're doing okay. <laughs> and um, it, it's uh, 
you know, I was nervous the whole day. I couldn't do anything all day. Just kept getting up and like, what else do I need to do? What else do I need to do? And it's so stupid. I mean, it's just a couple of buttons we're pressing and everything. Right. And and then I just kept watching TV and I'm like, well, I'll, I'll just wait till five o'clock and I'll get things going. And then he, <laughs> and Memo wasn't calling me back. And I was nervous about him. And I mean, I know he's working, but then when he doesn't text or email, which I thought was the best way to reach you or anything, I really thought something was wrong with your daughter. I mean, that's how bad it was. (laughs) That's what goes through my head that I thought, you know, something was there was a major issue. And then he finally called me and I was, you know, I was nervous all day. And so that's just for today. Can you imagine in the Super Bowl when there's all this money at stake? (laughs) You know what? I got to I got to concentrate all week long. And then, you know, you want to do this on the Saturday before the Super Bowl. I, I don't know. And then, you know, I mean, it's, it, it, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. It's, it is ridiculous, Dave. So, you are so absolutely your mind, correct. Your mind is going to be on the bet. Right. Or he could just not him. gamble. But, oh, uh, you know. Way to, a way to really <laughs> yeah. know me, Memo. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. You know, in my defense today, so I, I was – we were shooting all day, so I couldn't even look at my phone. We were, like, in the studio. I, f- I figured, was, but still, I mean, you knew we were meeting today. You couldn't just I know, it was, for two seconds be like, I've got to let him know I – think i can make it. i know i didn't know i didn't i thought we were going to get out at four and then all of a sudden it was six and i i just it was a crazy but you know what we made history today you did i think we made history i think because we, it's the 51st year of sesame Street. no so it, we were filming all these muppets in an audience and um it was kind of like uh it was these reshoots it's a long story like, like but, in the muppet show where they had the yeah, yeah 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 oh, yeah cool so they filmed the audience and they didn't get enough muppets there's all these empty spaces so we had to like fill it in on blue screen they're going to composite them into the thing so we've we filmed we went through like a billion muppets the guy said the puppeteers were like i think this is the most muppets we've ever filmed in one day i was like oh it's exciting that's exciting who did uh, drew play today um he was a producer he didn't puppeteer he was producing it that's no fun i like when he plays big bird he's good i mean that's exciting he is i mean dave how exciting is that it's like uh isn't that exciting when we know the guy that you know sometimes (laughs) plays big bird it's true well yeah do you tell your grandchildren yeah. I can't believe you have grandchildren. Yeah. No, you know what? I should. I don't think they're into Sesame Street anymore. What? <laughs> oh, because they're already 30? Yeah, they're, they're so in... old. Hey, they're, well, no, because they're already 30. They're, they're like, uh, um, God. On, on YouTube, there's a guy called Blippy that they, they like to watch. The guy's really weird. See, now you sound um, like a grandfather. <laughs> well, on then... the uh, YouTube, there's a guy named Blippy. And the Blippy YouTube? from the 1950s. Yeah. Uh, used to be a wonderful act. Uh, no, go ahead. Sorry. How old are you, grandkids? <laughs> they, they're uh, seven and three and three. But how so old I'm are you? Four next week, how old are you? I'm fifty-six. Oh, so we're the. Oh, so you're younger than Jessica. I didn't. No, realize. no, he's old. He yeah. just, he, I thought he said fifty-six. Yeah. He did. Oh, I see. Thanks a yeah, lot, Memo. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Well, let me tell you something, Dave. I think I don't know. I think I mentioned this. Yeah, I mentioned this in podcast last week when I was sitting on the train with Olga and that kid. I'm like, whatever they they were talking about. It's just like this is the closest I felt till seventy ever. You know, this is the first time I said this is the closest I feel to seventy. I mean, it's so Jesus, it's so sad. I mean, seventy's so permanent. It's, like it's the end. It's the end. That's it. When you keep telling yourself as old as you get, you're like, well, that's not that bad. That's not that bad. I know plenty of people, but seventy. That's the end. <laughs> it just it doesn't go any yeah. further. <laughs> well, at, at fifty six, I'm closer to seventy than I am to forty. So there you go. Oh Jesus! I didn't even <laughs> think about. See, now you're really depressing. All right, now, this the, is hard. The show yeah. is ruined. He's not I'm trying to think what I was doing fifteen years ago, and the the good news is. It was exactly the same thing. So <laughs> we were doing turbocharged specifically. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! 
Oh, yeah. yeah, I guess we were. I think we were. Yeah, we just put that, that – we set it out in 2008, but technically we did it earlier. Yeah, like 1920, I think we started. Well, clearly because, I mean, you didn't know how to use a camera and frame people's <laughs> heads. Dave, you notice it too. Why is everybody's heads cut off? It's all Memo's fault, right? No, You're um, the worst Mexican yeah. director of all time. He has no foresight that sooner or later, someday, there was going to be high <laughs> definition. But, I mean, who would know that, though? There's a lot of <laughs> yeah. Worst that, this is all for the director ever. This is for the this year you should save this for the, his podcast. Mm. And then he can ask us all these embarrassing questions. You're right. Yeah, we can yeah. talk about that again later. Well, thank you for calling in, Wait, David. Um, oh yeah, go talking ahead. about the I mean, you were talking about the merchandise and so forth. Did you did you ever get that turbocharged hat that I sent you? No. See, you don't check your mail, Dave. Oh, well, how would – no, no. I, well, I don't check my mail, but if there's no way a turbocharged hat would be in this little tiny mailbox I have. But don't they hold it for you at the door? Really? Yeah, yeah something big they would hold so for me. Maybe it never the, got to you? That could totally happen, too, because my mailman, even though I tip him at Christmas, is a moron. <laughs> and I don't get a lot of mail. <laughs> I don't get a lot of text because I have an Android phone. I, I miss a lot of stuff. And definitely the mail is a situation. It'd be funny if you see him delivering the mail. He's wearing that hat, turbocharged. <laughs> it's a khaki-colored turbocharged hat. Oh, no, yeah. I definitely never got it. I was, obviously, I would have thanked you profusely Man. for it. but um, yeah, and you know, I just thought you weren't opening your mail still. Well, I no, I open it every two weeks, you know, but I get very depressed about it. But uh, sometimes there's a you know, five-cent check from crashing, <laughs> uh, you know, or the Sarah Silverman program. But... Um, <laughs> That's the only time where actually uh, outside Steve from the comedy seller said, hey, I got a, a residual check from crashing yesterday. Did you get yours? And I'm like, I haven't checked my mail in two weeks. He goes, well, check it. And then the next day he calls, did you get it? And I'm like, why are we getting excited about two cents? And it's literally two cents. I mean, for real. Right. It, it's, you know, they show you how much it is and then they take taxes out. Right. Because I technically made five cents. And then it's two cents. Maybe Steve made a lot more. He got a better deal. There's no way... He could have made more. He he didn't have any lines. <laughs> right, that's true. I owned that show, <laughs> that particular episode. It's true. You he was. Hey, Dave. Um, I think it would be really funny if, uh, you know, we never see a cent of this move money or make any. You know, I mean, I know I'll never see it. And then, like, meanwhile, you're making, you're getting like dirt rich off of like all the merchandise. Like, the well, that's what I told David. Hat. David set it up and he put it to my account. <laughs> He's and like, he buying says, a you don't boat. have to do that. Why don't you just keep it and, you know, we can, you know, talk about it later. He, he put all the work into it. Right. So I feel horrible. But he's like, he insisted. And um, I don't I don't know how to I don't know how to thank you. I don't know how to um, I don't know what to do. We should do something. Just, I mean, it's not like I'm you know, I mean, I, I, PayPal says you made five bucks. Right. You know, whatever. So but it's but just just got <laughs> would be on the street if it wasn't for you. Just so you know, it's right. Probably now. true. Yeah. And, you know, we wouldn't have all these great <laughs> I, I reviews to I think I probably read. bought the most merchandise. <laughs> oh, maybe that's you. But and I want to make something else and hand them out to people. Like I was thinking yesterday when I go through my wallet and my wallet has guitar picks, like five guitar picks from people that mean a lot to me, right? Got one from Eddie Van Halen. I've said this on the podcast many years ago. One that Eddie Van Halen gave me. One Jeff Ross gave me. <laughs> one this girl uh, Leah Randy gave me who, uh, you know, was, you know what I'm talking about, right? Um <laughs> <laughs> one from Eric Barrio from the Cautions, and there's oh a fifth uh, from um, my friend Dougie Needles from the Joan Jet Band. So I would maybe what if I made a guitar pick for Turbocharge? It's not a bad idea. And hand them out. Yeah, ah, people would be like, "Do you play?" And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> you <know? laughs> 
Meanwhile, you see this picture of me? I yeah, printed out. But the first picture I printed out with my new laser printer is me uh, dressed as Rick Ocasek. Look at this. Yeah, I like that. That's a good. But look at the, what's the second picture? Oh, <laughs> Salem from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> right. But he's sitting at a dinner table with a bow tie, and he's on a date. That's. I don't know why that. Pretty much sums up your whole. It pretty much does. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. So anyway, Dave, we're gonna we're gonna you know we'll set every day up. We're gonna talk to you next week. But uh, do you have anything yes, else you'd like to say? Uh, no. I'm just uh, happy to have been on the show. I'm happy that you Dream called. Dream come true. And, you know, <laughs> um, feel free to call anytime. I'm sure Donna will be calling, too. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, great. That is she great. Got, what? Her, no, her internet stinks. <laughs> well, There's got, no way. Know, she's probably fixing dinner right now, Dave. Oh, that's right. It's only 4 o'clock, 4.30 in Idaho. Yeah. Oh my God, that's for real. Yeah. She lives in Idaho. She has no internet service. <laughs> no, that's a, how did she do the podcast? I do, well, that's why it sounds so. Cr- I mean, that's why it's so great that the <laughs> two of them. Yeah, your sound quality yeah. stinks. You know it, <laughs> but at least they own up to it. So it's, it's okay. all because of Idaho. <laughs> I think it is. Yeah, Blame the state. All right, Dave. Great <laughs> talking to you. Thank you so much You're for done. calling. I'll talk to you later. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Yeah, he's all right. Uh, next on the list is our good friend Gabriel Noel from Canada. So I want to take him because I think this might be actually talk- costing you money, right? Hi. Uh, yeah, I didn't think to use Skype. I didn't know whether, uh, you know, like you took, uh, like when people call in the Frank Santa Padre show, uh, when they have call-in stuff, they they use prefixes, and I didn't know what would happen. So, well, you Let know, me use my phone. Why not? It's funny. I was thinking of getting an eight hundred number. And then I'm like, what do you need an 800 number these days? You know, nothing costs anything. But I right. forgot about people calling from out of the country. I apologize. I don't admit that might not even work. No, would it, no. It's, would an 800 it's number? Right. Uh, the, my plan it only cost me about 50 cents a minute. It's money well spent. Don't oh, worry shit. about it. <laughs> All right. Well, I won't keep you You've long. You've been on hold for 20 minutes, though. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, no, that no, no, no. Seven I am minutes. on your time. Don't worry about it. <laughs> wait. So if you, so uh, wait, if I have an 800 number, it'll still cost you money. Even if you call um, no, not if you have an eight hundred number. See, oh, okay. what do you know, Memo? You don't okay, know. Okay, in the U.S., we're know. good. Oh, anyway, I'm sorry for keeping on hold that long, but um, how are you? No, no, quite <laughs> all right. And uh, I'm going to apologize in advance. I'm working about four hours sleep. I uh, woke up about five fifteen this morning for work, so work seven to five today. Uh, Gabriel is the uh, one who made that lovely song uh, based on the uh, big John, big John, little John. Oh. About the night fly, oh. <laughs> which was very kind. It, uh, I ended up uh, calling in about 25 minutes in. Is that Memo Salazar? Hi. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to talk to you. Yeah. No, it's nice to talk to you. I, th- I think we almost met. I, uh, Dave uh, uh, dragged me, well, with consent, to uh, your solid state location. That's a nice place. Oh. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Thank that's right. You. We hung out over the summer, and then we went there. Oh. I, I don't know why you weren't there. I remember. Yeah. I remember. Well, I think probably because you texted me like, 20 minutes before it happened and we're like hey we didn't know i mean right. i just met him at a bar in the city and i'm like and he said can we go to memo's place and i'm like he likes to see all the locations i talk about he even went to the sandwich shop in edison new jersey i oh, talk about tasty subs wow yeah it's uh, amazing yeah, that that's a good sub man <laughs> i know and that's why that guy paul pope won't come on the show remember i told you yeah. like, the guy from batman yeah. he writes batman he's like you were talking about a sandwich for 20 minutes i'm like you know if you had been to this shop you would understand why it's a delicious sandwich he doesn't understand. I'm, have him on. I'm, I'm telling you, I can talk comics with him. I know, all day. I know. It's he's good. your he's your idol. I didn't know. It's I kept that stuff. drawing he made me. You know, <laughs> it's great. But uh, listen, Larry Sanders' uh, news actually, Gabriel. Um, I was talking to uh, 
Dave Raff today, who is, you know, that's my liaison to Judd Apatow. And he's into it. He thinks Joe okay. would be into it. He goes, yeah, we can get Janine on because he manages Janine Garofalo, who would be a, a very important person to have on the show because she was on the first two, three seasons. Um, so I don't know. It looks more and more like it, it could happen the correct way, you know, where we we can do Are it the right way with the right thing test. Or? Don't know yet. You know, um, we, I talked to him about Sirius today. Otherwise, we'll do it the way, you know, I just moved my podcast over. Now it's on Spotify. I moved it over to this thing called Acast. So I might, you know, we might do it both, maybe serious and then on ACAST. But right now, you know, trying to work it out. So there is a Larry Sanders podcast, which there should be, mm-hmm. as you know. Because now you okay. just you just started watching well, it, Gabriel. Uh, oh, goodness. I got a fun surprise for you. So I told you last week I bought uh, the entire series on DVD and it did, came into Amazon and in through Amazon. It looked used, so I had to return it. Fortunately, got all my money back oh. and found out my ex- because I have HBO, as of January 1st, my cable service uh, streams it. Yes, I know. They, uh, that's where so, I watch them all. Um, yeah, so uh, what I was going to do, like I was thinking about, I didn't know what you were going to discuss. And I don't want to step on anything anyone said uh, earlier. I, I was actually planning on driving down to Toronto uh, to see Parasite so I could get up, uh, caught up on the pictures that are nominated for Best Picture and what have you. I've seen seven and nine. Uh, yeah, Parasite came and went a few weeks ago. I'll probably come back, but uh, I figured, you know, three and a half hours driving there. It's worth it. It's worth it. Back, I, I could I, see 15 episodes of Larry Sanders. <laughs> and by the way, after 12, 15 last night, I've seen every episode of the Larry Sanders show. Wow. Really? Yeah, isn't it one of the greatest shows of all time, especially for people like us that like nostalgia, you know, stuff that's from a long time ago? Isn't it fantastic? It, it 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 is amazing, and anybody who uh, you know that, any, any lover of Carson who knows like the Ed McMahon and Freddie De Cordova, uh, Cordova dynamic, uh, it's it's probably among the shows like uh, you know that turn the camera in the other direction to, towards the people who you know created the like created television. So you get to see the process sorta. And yeah, um, Arthur's got to be one of the best written characters probably in the history of television. I agree 100 percent. And it's one of those things where he's so well written that you're not even sure where just the, you know, rip torn starts and where his character ends. (laughs) You know, are they similar? Because remember, he was the same character in Defending Your Life, where clearly he was found (laughs) from because Albert Brooks and Gary Shandling were very close friends. So, you know, is that is he even acting? I mean, that's how great it is. This is the way I picture Rip Torn just being. I don't know. I haven't seen him in a lot of other stuff. You know, um, you might want to go. You see that? Oh, sorry. I was going to say you might want to go back oh, go and ahead. get those DVDs anyway because there's all this extra material that he filmed for the DVDs, which like takes it to a whole it, different like an level. apologize apology yeah, it's, tour. Stupid. It's interesting. It's really. It's like the, all these. They talk all the characters. All the cast talk about all the shit that went down it just sounded re- it was really interesting yeah, I to guess me i'm gonna have to watch it if i do this. <laughs> i never wanted to watch it because i didn't understand why and because the he didn't he wasn't putting out the entire show right that's why i didn't like it he's just he was putting out selected episodes you know if i was gonna buy it i want the entire series right and then the dvd extras right but yeah i mean it definitely i know everybody was talking about because he was talking to his uh old girlfriend and everything and right he, but he was basically apologizing <laughs> to everybody yeah which is hilarious in itself i guess <laughs> yeah. for his character which is really funny yeah no it's uh uh, I know Amazon was trying to sell me the second DVD called Not the Best of Larry Sanders, and I think it had, like, a couple episodes and like, what you're describing. 
Yeah, no, it, the, like Dave said, they they stink as DVDs, but those extras are really fascinating because it's like a it's like a, a, a it's like a meta level of a meta show. I can't believe you saw them. I didn't think you. Oh, they're great. I love those. I love Larry Sanders. I didn't watch them originally. I didn't watch them in the nineties. Oh, you didn't? Wa- okay. I didn't have HBO. So or I, I didn't think that was your cup of tea. I don't oh, know why. Like that, no, you would great. like television stuff. You know, you only like movie stuff. Well, I like, but that that was so ahead of its time for TV. It wasn't like cheesy sitcomy stuff. I know. And you know, the way I would work the uh, podcast is that I would do the show. You know, we would talk about the episode and hopefully have one of the guests from the actual episode, which would be amazing, right? And then there would be a five-minute bonus section where we would go through if he did a monologue that week and talk about, you know, you know the relevance to the 90s, you know, all the Clinton jokes <laughs> oh, and right, stuff like right, that. You know? Right, that's funny. Because, uh, you know, it really is a time capsule. Like sorts. a history lesson for the kids. It's that and let alone the celebrities that are on it. You know, I mean, some of them are still completely relevant and some of them are like, who the hell is this? Yep, some of them are dead. Yeah, and, well, and then there's the other part, too. Right. You know? I'm just kidding. I can't believe he's gone. What? Yeah, the show played erratically in Canada when it came out. So when when the show actually came out, you watched it over the six years, right? Oh, yeah, I watched every episode the day it came. Like I was there on Sunday nights, you know, at nine o'clock, like Game of Thrones shit. You know, I mean, it's uh, I couldn't wait. Oh, uh, and it was beautiful okay. being on HBO yeah. because you know there was no commercials, so you could watch it live, just like uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. You know, uh, that's uh, that's uh, remarkable. Yeah, I, I guess I did in six days what you did in six years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean it was just exciting every time. And then during the taping, of course, as you, you know, because I've mentioned it, I, you know, got to go. Not only did I get to go to the show's taping, but Gary would give me scripts to read of future episodes. <laughs> I mean, it was unbelievable. You know, access to. One of the best shows I've ever known in my life. It was a dream come true, truly, to even just, you know, be any little part of its little world. You know, and when the day that I was at the show, it was when Ben Folds was on. And there's a great example <laughs> of somebody who's just not really around that much anymore. Right. And we sat together watching them tape this particular episode because he was the musical guest that day. And we became friendly. And then I saw him when he came to New York. I mean, we hit it off, you know, like... Right. Um, Right. Actually, thought he might be okay. Um, you know, uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, it's uh, that's the beauty. That's why I think um, everybody's okay with me doing a podcast like this because I'm an outsider, but also an insider and yet a fan. Right. So I think it works on all the levels. And I know, right. I know most of the people. Um, you know, I have some sort of. Um, you know, thing with most of the people who've been on it, you know, whether it's Janine Garofalo or like we've had interactions. They know me a little bit. Um, yeah, it makes you know, sense. Or, you know, even somebody like Bob Saget or somebody like that. I mean, you know, and certainly Sarah. And uh, so it's it is kind of awesome in that sense. I think I can really pull it off. Anyway. Oh, but Gabriel. Just, I, I met Scott. Oh, no, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I, I met Scott Thompson briefly about four years ago. Who? Scott Thompson. Oh, Scott Thompson. Right. Oh, he's Canadian. Uh, That's Thompson, right. The guy who played right. Brian. Right, right, of yeah, course. Right. Yeah, I was upset that yeah, they... Yeah, uh, were playing in Ottawa. And uh, I'd just come back uh, from running Beta Breakers in uh, San Francisco. And uh, I was, like, exhausted. And remember, I had tickets to uh, Kids in the Hall the same week. And I ended up going there. And, uh, you know, I had, like... Uh, it, it was like a meet and greet. You got a photo, but the thing is, like, you only got to speak like thirty seconds with him, and I only got to speak to Mark McKinney briefly, and then the handler was well. You, you know how handlers are. Yes, I do. I, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I, yeah. I'm always with the meet and greet people, and the, I, I'm usually the handler, so that's how I know. 
Yeah, no, it's just uh, uh, I had I had a nice thing to say to like all five of them, and I only got uh, well, like one thing out to Mark, and you know Mark was flattered, and Dave Foley was making a face, and then the handler was well, you know. Yeah, well. Yeah, but uh, you know it, it is what it is. If if uh, I would have gotten more sleep that week, it probably would have been a far better meeting, or I would have just. You got to do things, you know, to know. You know, right? you complain about a lot of uh, lack of sleep. Maybe you should, you know, work on this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I should what? Uh, you should work on your sleep. Apparently, you complain about it a lot. <laughs> your uh, lack of it's, sleep. It's, uh, it's all good. I have uh, I have a three-day weekend this weekend. So anyway, Memo and I, even though we're doing our Oscar podcast next week, uh, we both agree you should actually travel to Toronto to see Parasite. It really is something yeah. else. Yeah, it, it is. As yeah, the, I think the only films I haven't seen are that and Marriage Story. Oh, babe, don't waste your time with Marriage Story. <laughs> stupid. I didn't. I can't believe you saw Parasite. It, I loved it's got it. Subtitles. I know, but I loved it. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, everybody was saying how great it was, yeah. and I don't care if there's subtitles. It really doesn't bother me. I mean, I sat through that stupid Roma. Remember? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know the one that took place. Where did that take place? In, in Mexico. Italy? Right. Oh, right, Mexico. <laughs> uh, sometime in the 30s was it? Um, no, but uh, yeah, Parasite's uh, really good. Anyway, um, Gabriel, thank you so much for calling. You're the best. Absolutely, I no, appreciate it's a you. No, it's uh, no. I tell you, hey, uh, yeah, uh, I'm I'm back in New York in May, so we'll see what happens. Okay, I'll see you then. Okay, hey, you have a good one, sir. Bye, hey, you too, memo. Bye, thanks, thanks. Sonia. Yeah, bye. Yeah, he's okay. Yeah. Well, you don't like your black iced tea? It's not iced tea. It's coffee. What? <laughs> it's coffee. I started drinking it. I just I can't do it. I, I oh, tried. What but an I can't. asshole! No, no. Listen, I went and I said, "Do you have iced tea?" Right. And they say we have a black iced tea. I, uh, maybe a it's black iced tea. tea. She said a black tea. No, it's really. Can I you, taste yeah. it? Yeah. Let me see this. Actually, I'm not. You don't think that's coffee? It does taste like coffee. Yeah, it's you're very, right. Very. I mean, I oh, tried to piss me but off. But it's just really. Oh boy, are they going to go? <laughs> well, I'm going to put that place out of business. <laughs> You're welcome, America. <laughs> the Pink Moose. It's off our list now. Oh, no. Donna's been, on the phone. They've been, oh. Let's just let her have it. Her and her stupid Idaho. <laughs> I mean, uh, hello. Hi. <laughs> hello. You know, I can hear you, right? Uh, I forgot. I uh, yeah, forgot how that works. <laughs> I keep, it is funny. I keep forgetting. I'm like, oh, great. Donna's on the phone. Oh, hey, Donna. Yeah, I'm, everybody knows I'm a big phony, so it's all right. Thank you for calling well, all the yeah. way from no, Idaho. This is exciting. It's very exciting. I'm all nervous. My knees are all shaky. I'm sweating a little bit. It's exciting. I was going to say that's hot, but then you ruined it with the sweating. But um... <laughs> Donna, you actually for all for all the um, ridicule of your internet, you actually sound really clear. I don't know what Jessica was talking well, about. Well, thanks. No, I can hear a crinkle, a crackle. Or I've a got um, extra chipmunks running on the 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 hamster wheel to make the power really strong so seriously. I could come through clear. How far seriously, That's how, how many, roll here in Idaho. How many minutes does it take you to travel to a, to a 711 or something like the like that? Uh, is there even a 711 in uh maybe an hour? For real? If I go I guess I think there's one in Spokane. Yeah, I, it takes me an hour to go um I go grocery shopping in town and it's an hour to You're joking. Town. Are you making fun? Or are you no, ser- no, you are joking. serious? Oh my god! Now ask Jessica I'm how much. Serious. Ask yeah. Jessica how much his rent is every month. What? What is that? Oh, yeah, oh. and you know what else? It's the flip side of living. <laughs> oh yeah, right, right. 
It, it takes you an hour to get off your block, if you know, <laughs> depending on the timing of what's going on in your neighborhood. Oh, exactly right. So you mean, no, yeah, it takes me go- an hour to get out of the city. Which is what a mile, a <laughs> mile even, from, yeah. from my parking garage. Then from my parking garage, when I'm already on the west side, right. it takes me an hour to get to the tunnel. So if I'm on 56 and six, <laughs> just to get to 41st and 11th Avenue, that could take an hour. And what is that? Ten blocks? See, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. God and damn I it. go, I go 50 miles. I can, and it takes me an hour, and I've gone 50 miles. I've gone into another state, in fact. <laughs> right. That's crazy, then. though. Do you have to pay to get into that state? No. Oh, see, we have to they pay. I have to, I have to also pay to get into the other state. No, you have to pay to get back to your home. <laughs> oh, that's it's right. free to, to go to, to Jersey. Back. You're right. It's free to go to Jersey. You got to pay to get back. Although it's not free to go to Staten Island. Right. It costs money to go into Staten Island. That's the Island, biggest irony which, in the world. Yeah, the biggest yeah. excellent way to put <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, and it costs a lot too. Yeah. If you think the Verrazano, I've saved so much money by just not taking going through Staten Island anymore. Right. It's about seventeen dollars yeah. to cross that bridge. Yeah, it's crazy. I was going to say, Donna, you should come uh, well, out hey. here and see the Verrazano, but it's so not worth it because then you end up in Staten Island. Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, good. I'm good. good. Have, you ever, have you ever been to New York? <laughs> uh, I have, yes. Yes, I, I have. My husband and I, we went on our honeymoon. We actually went to Killington, Vermont. You're married? Stayed in the time. <laughs> Thank you. Every stayed time. in the timeshare condo. And then we drove around to different states and stuff. And so, yeah, yeah we visited New York. Yeah, oh, wow. that sounds horrible. You know, um, that's just... It was really... kind of horrible. You know what? Let me tell you. It was kind of horrible because we... It seems like we flew in somewhere and we were driving. And we stopped at McDonald's, of all places, in New York. And over here, it's a big deal or, like, it's a yummy thing to get tartar sauce to eat with your French fries. I don't know if you don't do that in New York, but when we asked the guy at McDonald's, can we get some some tartar sauce? He was like, yeah, he was totally like, what the F? What do you you want (laughs) some tartar sauce for? Yeah. Like, Like, we were so like, oh, my gosh, he just swore at us. Well, you deserved it. I was just getting angry about just listening to this. But they train, you know, that's the tourist. They train them to do, because that's like the tourist greeting. You know, that's like. The, yeah. It's like the stick. What's your yeah. problem? Right. You're joking, right? You, mean you gotta be kidding with that tartar sauce. <laughs> right. That don't go on fries. It's ketchup. Ketchup's what you meant to okay. say. People pay for that kind of treat. Yeah. Memo. <laughs> a memo. I knew that if I did some sort of a New York thing, I could um, easily get Descow to do his John Travolta impression. <laughs> I mean, come on, That's the whole reason I told that story. You're incredibly smart. You're way, she's like way ahead of you. She's, yeah, I know. She's good. <laughs> she's good, right? I mean, it's crazy. I live in an Idaho. It's just stupid. I mean, why would anybody live there? There's no, like, what's the upside? You know, clean health, you live longer, what's the point? <laughs> Did you have any positive, was there anything positive about your visit to New York, or was it all things like that? Uh, no, no, we had, a, we had a blast. Well, we didn't, to be honest, um, we visited um, Albany. My <laughs> husband lived there for a little bit this when he was a kid. This is the worst trip so of all visited time. people. <laughs> Oh, stop. It was fun We for visited us. Vermont and Albany. <laughs> I, I like Albany. Hey. Shut up. <laughs> I really do. Albany stinks. <laughs> well, anyways, hey, I actually have a question for you. Yes, That's what is it? That's why I called. I have not call to talk about me. Um, okay, I love, well, you know, <laughs> I'm a big fan of Turbocharge. <laughs> and, of course, I love the soundtrack, including the original songs written by one Mr. David Jeskow. And I think that you should put out an album of your 
original material, and I want to know what you think about that. I think it's a brilliant idea. I have written many songs. They're mostly piano show tunes, though. So no, I they're know. not. <laughs> Shut up, Memo. <laughs> no, I have. I think I have three songs. Sometimes I play them. I think, or maybe I haven't. I have. You know what? I'll I'll play them in a few weeks. I have other Ooh. songs that I wrote that I thought would be a good plan, but I don't. I think this would be exactly like Turbocharge, where people would buy them and then leave reviews. <laughs> what the fuck is this? I paid 99 cents for this? This is horrible. Uh, you can do the uh, Willy Wonka songs. Oh, yeah. I got the Willy Wonka songs. That's right. I have a lot of those. I don't know whether I recorded any of them. You can do so. Octopussy. Mm. Yep. That's, well, I, actually, I had that planned when I was planning on doing my album. Right. Yeah. In fact, I wrote it down. I don't know where the... I think I put it somewhere. I had it written down. I wrote down the final lyrics for Octopussy, <laughs> done by Elvis Costello. Right. Wrap your tentacles around me, Octopussy. <laughs> something like that. That's how it goes. And I was going to have Adam Schlesinger do it because he's, you know, he'll do it. He'll right. do it. He's, and he's the best. Do you know that Adam Schlesinger is now working on a nanny musical, The Nanny, with Fran Drescher? <laughs> oh, really? That's his new project after Sarah's. That's hilarious. Yeah. This guy will do anything. <laughs> so why wouldn't he do the octopusy theme as written by Dave Juskow, as written by Elvis Costello? There's that um that uh, musical about perfect. frozen food. That oh, that's have. right. The Clarence Birdseye song, Frozen Foods, right, directed by Louis C.K., who became, I don't know whether you heard, <laughs> um, the first, second person in the Me Too movement um, who cannot recover. <laughs> now, it used to be great, like, yeah, you directed that. We were talking, and now it's just like, what? Uh, no, I uh, I meant um, he was thinking about directing, and I told him, no, because you are a troublemaker. But uh, Well, anyways, I think you should put together a little compilation album. You know I'd buy it. I'm a sucker for you, so I know, we just need let me know. Uh, 999,000 other people like you, and then everything just put it great. on Bandcamp. What's that? Bandcamp. <laughs> Right? What's Bandcamp? Bandcamp? That's like a website where artists put their music and you can download and buy well, it. And you're saying it like everybody knows what Bandcamp it's is. It's been around for years. Donna, do you know what Bandcamp is? Yes. Oh, well, then I <laughs> take it all back. I'm sorry I ever doubted you. I don't know what I was thinking. Look, if, if somebody from Idaho knows what it is, what is that? I, that's the first thing I thought of. I'm like, well, she knows. Well, she knows a lot of music stuff. She's like, really? Yeah, she's smart. She knows no, a lot of music stuff, which I bet you her next door neighbor has no idea what it is. Right. What's your favorite band? Is it the Cars or is it somebody else? It's the Cars. What the hell's the matter with you? (laughs) Memo, memo, memo. I just was curious if maybe (laughs) there was another band. That was so funny that he even had the nerve. Well, I I don't know. You know. You don't know. Really? I know. I thought that was a bit. I thought he was doing a bit. So did I. What an asshole. Uh, Yes, it's absolutely the Cars. It's absolutely. You know, some people have, like, uh, I don't know, a secret. Secret band that they really like mine, the um, All American Rejects. Right. For example, I'll tell you my dirty little secret. I like a lot of gay bands. <laughs> I'm just saying it because <laughs> there's just no other way to put it. What can I do? Right. I like the two. What about well, the tunes? What about what? <laughs> no, I was just doing a line from Fast Times at Richmond High. <laughs> what about the tunes? Well, you yeah. know, I, I just watched um, Cheap Trick on we the Daryl Hall half show. Half your listeners. Just <laughs> Actually, up. we do have another caller. So uh, <laughs> why don't we? And she's been on for a while. My friend, I think a friend from college, Scott yeah. Coons, has been calling in and out, but he keeps dropping off because I guess he's bored by the conversation. <laughs> but Donna, thank you so much for calling today. <laughs> really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to chatting with you guys in a couple weeks on my and Dave's podcast. That's right. Oh, God. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Ask Saturday them, uh, before yep. the Super Bowl. Right before Super Bowl Sunday. Sure. It's going right. to be a blast. Yeah, you'll oh, totally have my good. attention. This is going to be a nightmare. 
<laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to go. All, All right. Bye. 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 I'll just press ban caller. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, hello, is this Robin? Yes. Hi. Hello. This is Dave, and this is hello. Memo. I'm... Hey. Hello. Hello. I'm, I very much follow Night Thoughts and Dave and Donna. And I very much love turbocharge. So, what's the matter with you? What are you like a you're like a little you're retarded? What do you got autism or something? (laughs) Jeez. Well, we just lost the other (laughs) half of our listeners. I am from Cleveland, so you know we have it's in the water here. We just don't hear that a lot, so that's why this. Thank you so much. I mean, if you, I mean, obviously everybody's read the Amazon reviews. I'm not going to say they are funny. But they definitely hurt a little bit. I mean, at least we know it's bad. It would be worse if we're like, these people just don't get artistry. But um, we, we get right. it. <laughs> Where in Cleveland do you live? Um, I'm on the east side um, in a little shtetl called Lindhurst. A little what? Shtetl? Shtetl. Are you um, a fan of Fiddler on the Roof? Is that what? <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, is that true? Yes, I'm in Fiddler on the Roof in high school, so I, it's you know in my blood. And that's where you got that word, shtetl. It's a good word. Yeah. Before before Jessica <laughs> yeah. starts making fun of you, I just want to tell you I love Cleveland. I think it's a great city. Oh, my God. It's a, it's a truly great Thank city. Thank you. Well, my dad is from Pittsburgh, so he tried to brainwash me oh. when I was a little girl. So I'm a Steelers fan. But <laughs> That's even worse. They're not in the Super Bowl, so it doesn't matter. Oh, that makes me so happy. You know me with that racist quarterback? Not racist. The rapist quarterback. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> Either way, it doesn't really matter. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad all those idiots aren't in the Super Bowl. That The Patriots, the Steelers, screw them all. Yes. Waiting for the Jets. <laughs> well, Patriots. How can you and live Patriots. in a town... That chooses to put Whitney Houston in the Rock and Roll <laughs> Hall of Fame over Pat oh. Benatar. How can you live in a town like I that? I used to work there. <laughs> oh, that's kind of cool. But uh, then, I used to work there. Do you have any friends there where you can? My very favorite. I would love. Well, my friends love Whitney Houston. Yeah, so no, we all love Whitney Houston. And there's a place <laughs> in a music Hall of Fame for Whitney Houston. Yeah, just not the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> Cleveland's not the one that chooses that. You can't blame Cleveland. Of course, for I that. blame Cleveland. I bring whatever the home of the Hall of Fame is. I blame her. And if it was called the Music Hall of Fame, which they should just That's change the fair. goddamn name, but you cannot put Whitney Houston or Notorious B.I.G. in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Pat Benatar cannot be overlooked over Whitney Houston if you are calling it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's all I'm saying. Thank you. <laughs> I got to change the name. Well, it's funny you mentioned Pat Benatar because her husband's from Cleveland. So my argument was they wouldn't have to pay for her hotel. She could just stay with her in-laws in Cleveland <laughs> and they would be saving a lot of money. Yeah. And it's in Cleveland again this year and they're doing it live, which is so stupid. <laughs> That's like they're, they're doing it live this year. They've never <laughs> right. done it live. They've always been edited. You know, it airs like a week right. late or something. They're doing it live and HBO whenever it is, which is a huge mistake because, you know, these people, sometimes they talk for days. Right. You know, like it doesn't matter. You don't know what you're going to get. Right, right. Oh, yeah. I went to the 2018 ceremony and I would I had to go to the bathroom during a couple of times because I really just wanted to see. I love Dire Straits and Moody Blues and the cars. Oh, my God. Right. That was that one. So Dire Straits, Mark Knopfler wasn't even there. What? So why bother going, right? He wasn't there? No. It was ridiculous. No, neither was David Knopfler. Yeah, see, what's the point oh, of even crazy. induct? Why induct? If they're not going to come, why would you induct them? 
You know, I mean, it, it seems like induct know. the people that you know are going to show up. Meanwhile, I was very upset with uh, the car's performance. I thought I really did think something was wrong with Rick, and I guess I was kind of right in a way. I guess something must have been yeah. wrong. He just didn't sound like himself. Meanwhile, on the flip side of that, the Moody Blues, who are probably 10 years older than the cars, sounded amazing. Hmm. Yep. And, yeah. I, and I saw Mark I Knopfler last summer, and he was amazing too, so there you go. So wait, Mark Knopfler just yeah. doesn't acknowledge Dire Straits anymore? No, I mean, he plays, he just does solo uh, stuff, he, and he, he plays. It's not there. He does, right? He's, he's like mad at them or something. No, I don't think, I mean, yeah, it's his he band. Was, he was like in Europe conducting, like he was very, um, oh, who's that guy I hate? Tom York about it, like, oh, I'm too good for this. I'm off in Paris doing other music things. So I was very sad about it because I love Dire Straits. And I said, oh, if anything's going to get them together, it will be this. Yeah, what, then, then you shouldn't like them anymore because what a dick. I mean, that's just a dick move. Just show up. Yeah, that's weird. But meanwhile, it's not a dick move. It's a dick move. They shouldn't have inducted them if they knew he wasn't going to show up. Then it's it's a disappointment to all the fans. Well, I don't think they know that. I think they know Mark Knopfler's. Yeah, I they think don't. they know how he know. feels. It's like, a, what's a great example? Like Van Halen or something. I think <clears throat> they would know in advance if Eddie Van Halen's not going to show up. You know I mean? Just like... Well, T-Rex isn't going to be able to come this year. I don't think anyone cares. <laughs> and Biggie can't come. Yeah, and Whitney huge. Houston can't come. Well, right, right, right. Whitney Houston can't come. Which So then that's... So who's... Right. There you go. So, there you go. What about that theory? All the dead people that get inducted, what, they can't come? Well, we know yeah. the dead people, but we that's know... That's like most of the class. Right. That's, but that's a good reason. <laughs> but wait, so who's going to accept Whitney Houston's award? Because her, her daughter's dead. Her is Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown. Ugh, and nobody wants that to happen. He's the reason she's dead. <laughs> oh, this is going to be horrible. Yeah. Are you, you going to go? I mean, that would be exciting. Maybe Mark Knopfler. Yeah. No, are, are you going to go to the... Uh, are you going to go Oh, this am year? I going to go? Sorry. Um, no, I don't work there anymore, and the tickets are going to be too much money. You don't know. So, you don't have any friends really that can like get the, you in. I like the Doobie Brothers and T Rex, so I'll just have to watch it well, like we, everyone else. Definitely. Um, well, that is Memo's got a good question. I can't believe you don't know anybody that can get you in at this point. You must have been a horrible employee to not make any oh, friends well, there. Oh no, my friends <laughs> who requested tickets already have people to go with. Because when I worked there, we got you know two tickets for free. I got to go to the VIP party. Elliot Easton told me I was good at dancing. I don't know who that <laughs> is. It's a really great night that I'll remember forever. Oh, but that's, that's my cool. friends all have moved on from the old me, so I'll just have to sit there. The important thing but, is that you, I mean the class the I saw was a better class than this year, so I'm glad I saw that one. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I agree because that was also Bon Jovi's year too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was your oh, Howard yeah, Stern was there. Howard Stern was there. That's right. He was complaining about Cleveland for for three months going into it. He was complaining so much. John Bon Jovi had to like beg him. I know it's in Cleveland because a lot because the next year it was in Brooklyn, and he was like, "God damn it!" I mean, that would have just been so much easier for all of us. Maybe, but I like Cleveland. Don't don't listen to the haters. It's great. They have oh, a mate. Actually, I you- work at. Um- the a Cleveland museum that's literally about the history of Cleveland. So oh. I'm very a proponent <laughs> oh of our God. city. Jessica, you would actually like it because they have incredible restaurants and they're really cheap and they have like really good food. Mm-hmm. I do like you that. would love eating. You would just eat every night and you would be you wouldn't you'd have all this extra money that you're not used to having. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess that would be all right. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about Drew Carey? 
<laughs> oh, I love him. I used to watch him when I was a sprout on the TV and I wanted to be Mimi when I grew up because I loved her makeup but I was also you know five so right Right. that's the uh, person you want to be when you're five and then when you you know get to high school you're like I don't know what I was thinking (laughs) this is not gonna help well I mean we don't have a lot of like we had when I was growing up it was either the fortune cookie or the Drew Carey show that was a what took place in Cleveland with the fortune cookie the movie Yeah, with Jack Lemmon. Oh, I didn't know that took place in Cleveland. Right. Oh, yeah, it's about, yeah, it's about the Browns. Wait, Jessica, didn't you say that Family Ties was Cleveland? Oh, Family Ties is Ohio, but it's Columbus. Columbus. It's Columbus. Yeah, get with the program. You said Cleveland. No, I didn't. Earlier, we can rewind. You said Cleveland. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Well, I (laughs) meant Ohio. They do love Alex P. Keaton. Everybody loves Alex P. Keaton. In Cleveland, Rush, we wouldn't have Rush if it wasn't for Cleveland. What? I thought they were Canadian. They are Canadian, but it was a, it was a Cleveland DJ that made them famous. Oh. Yeah, they played earlier. Yeah. I I did not know that. <laughs> I did not know that. Well, Robin, thank you so much for and calling. David Bowie, yeah. Bowie, no, right. yeah, David Bowie. Bowie. I have one final thing. Oh, yeah, go ahead. David Bowie got to start start his North American tour here. That's true. Wait, like his first one? Mm-hmm. I find that very difficult to believe. Do you have any proof? <laughs> I worked at the Rock Hall. Eh, it's not good enough. She's worked. Yeah, she's, uh, she's, she's like a museum uh, curator. Well, that's you have to say. It's obviously David Bowie like, said to his manager, "What the fuck? <laughs> this is how I start off the American th- in Cleveland, it's where the heart of rock and roll is." So they say. I don't know. I have to go there and then decide for myself. Uh, either there or the Holocaust Museum. I can't decide. Right. Uh, it's a. <laughs> anyway, Robin, thank you so much. It was so nice to hear from you. Yes. All right, we'll You're talk welcome. to you soon. I love Donald Fagan, too. So oh, thank good. you for taking my call. Yeah, that makes me happy. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. Yeah, I was going to start off with Donald Fagan today, and then no. it was just too, it just wasn't working. I wanted to start off with something much more fun. Um, I think, let's see, I can't tell who's calling. Hi, who is this? Hello? Rich Duffy again. Oh, it's Rich Duffy again. It's a, Hello? Yeah, what's up? <laughs> what do you want again? Why are you bothering us? <laughs> uh yeah, well, I was just wanted to stay on hold so I could listen to the show, and that way I don't have to listen to the podcast later. Oh, that's smart. <laughs> Why do you sound like you're far away now? He's Before in the it was perfect. Oh, are you in the bathroom? Uh, I call. No, I call. I called on my work phone. I'll call back on my my cell phone instead. <laughs> yeah, don't bother. This isn't interesting in the least. Hey, you know who was going to call today? Okay, bye. No, I was just kidding. Man. Who? Uh, Jill Klein from oh, high okay. school. <laughs> yeah, really. It's her birthday today. She's like, oh, should, she's like, should Anybody I go? No. <laughs> can can you can no. you give us one uh, good Jessica story? Me to track team? Can we? Can you? Do you have one good Jessica story from high school that we don't know? Oh yeah, you guys know about the track team one, where where Dave bribed me to get the whole track team to come out and see his play. Thoreau, the, the nice Thoreau spent in jail. The poor, the poor guys. But but it was the performance of a lifetime, and I think they're all the better for it. Meanwhile, that play, as I've said before, ruined the theater department financially. There's an article about it in the paper. Wait, whose idea was the play? Not mine. But you were in it? Did you of course play I was Peter, in it. You I, played Thoreau? I played Henry David Thoreau. <laughs> <laughs> and I used the entire Asia soundtrack of their first album. <laughs> Uh, to play it, and everybody's like, but that wouldn't make any sense. And I'm like, it makes plenty sense. It's the hottest song on the planet. And we played Heat of the Moment, uh, Wildest Dreams, and anything else from that amazing soundtrack. And of course, they're like, and then you find yourself in 82. And then I go, 1882. 
And then you got kicked off the track team? Is that what happened? No, they murdered him afterwards. They're like, thanks a lot, jerk off. <laughs> he hung yeah, up. He's yeah, like, I, they, they wouldn't take any of my recommendations after that. Yeah, then it was that. They're like, don't you want to see Grease? And he's like, no. But no, this is a better one. Not if Juskow's in it. I remember I played Ernie Douglas in that. Remember I played Ernie Douglas for My Three Sons in the Grease performance of uh, the musical. Yeah. Yeah, it was a show-stopping <laughs> performance. And then I won, uh, you know, the uh, thespian award. Right. Because I'm a homosexual. Right. <laughs> All right, Rick. We'll talk to you later. All right, yeah, I'll call back on the other line. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Oh, he's hilarious. Hey, looks like uh, Cousin Frankie is on the line. Let's see what he has to say. Is this really Cousin Frankie? It is really Cousin Frankie. Oh my is this God. really Dave Jessica? Yeah, you sound perfect. See, now that's a call. He sounds perfect. Well, I'm so excited that I actually got on. It's I know. Funny. I'm excited, too. I was glad. I uh, yeah, I know I couldn't have you call today because I was too nervous. He goes, can I call you at 5 o'clock? I'm like, that's two hours before the call-in show. I don't have time to talk to you. I had plenty of time. I was just so nervous. I, I couldn't talk to anybody. I should have known better. Yeah, you really should have. I didn't want to say anything, but yeah, you should have known better. So uh, I didn't get the. I, I just happened to dial in. How's the show going with all the call-ins? It's going okay, right? I mean, yeah. we're having a good time. I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's a fun thing. I mean, it's a, you know, this was like a little experiment, and it's working okay. The calls sound good, and it, it's recording, and I think we can do it again with. Um, We've been talking to people the whole time, which is shocking. There's no dead air. <laughs> like, there's no dead space. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, people have been calling. It's really nice. That's great. I thought I thought there was going to be a longer wait, but I also thought that people will be calling in throughout the night. So well, I, I yeah, they are no calling doubt in, that so. you're going to have a business show. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's why I'm trying not to keep people on hold too long, but, um, you know, trying to space it out so everybody's good. But at least as long as you can hear the show right. while you're on hold, which you can, right? Yeah, you can, which is great. Yeah, yeah it's not, you can't. Listen to it live online anywhere, can you? No, no, it's not. I mean, I'll, I'll probably figure that out at some point, but right now this is the closest I can get to having a, a radio show. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool. But I well, think you're I, doing a great job. Thank so, you. I might see you this weekend. Although when this comes out, it'll have already have seen you. Yeah, because I bought you well, a gift. We'll, we'll, oh, that'd be sweet. I feel bad about Christmas. We will... Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that another time. Yeah. Now's not the time. Oh, but, sorry, he invited um, me over for Christmas, which was really and, nice. And um, oh. we'll talk when the show is over sometime tomorrow, and oh. we'll discuss it. Okay, sounds good. Thanks for calling in. I feel like... Okay, gentlemen, take care. Bye. Bye. That was Cousin Frankie. That sounds like it should have been aired. The dirty laundry should have been aired out in... No, yeah, that's what I wanted to do, show. but apparently he didn't want to. I don't know. I, I, I canceled on him on Christmas. Uh-huh. He was sick. Like, in the sense, you know, he was like, Everybody, I felt bad because everybody was canceling because he was sick. Nobody wanted to get sick. Ah, you know. So he spent Christmas alone. He's married, <laughs> you know, and he's got this really nice house, and uh, she decorates it really nice. It smells good in there. Yeah, so it you... looks good. It's really clean. There you go. You know, they got so much room and space. It's nice in there. But you didn't want to get. You could have worn the. But I probably should have gone because I think this was the first Christmas he spent without his dad, right? Um, who was the best, Uncle Frankie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he was amazing and he was so kind to me and I liked him a lot and um and this is I how you now. repay his memory. I didn't go away for Christmas, yeah. Dang. But you know what? I felt better not having to travel that day. I don't know. I went out Christmas Eve with Olga. <laughs> you know, we went to get Chinese food like all good Jews do. Right. And it was really fun. We went to Wohop. 
Meanwhile, all these suckers were going to the downstairs section, which is disgusting, and we went to the upstairs section, which nobody knows about, where you can get the Chinese menus, where only if you talk in Chinese oh. can you get the menu, but sometimes you can ask for the Chinese menu, and then you just point to stuff, and they know that you're messing up, but you take the chance. Right. That maybe they'll respect you. Meanwhile, my stomach hurts really bad, and I think it must be because this happened to me. So I went to the Gotham Comedy Club. Uh, you know, I did uh, the Gilbert Godfrey, uh, his kids' public school fundraiser right. for his wife. And it was me and Judy Gold, Gilbert, uh, Attell, and Elon Altman, my new friend, uh, hosted the show, and he was terrific. And I had just such a bad stomach ache, and it must be from this really inexpensive meat I keep ordering or getting from the supermarket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the the one that's making me, but it's also stress. I was stressed today about the thing. And right. I think that and coffee and then cheese. Sure. I think that mixture is just it's making for makes sense. Um, stomach issues. But um, I fixed it and I got a little high as, using as medicinal purposes. And then I felt fine. I was out until six in the morning. Oh, perfect. I tried to go to the bathroom, but nothing was coming out. So it's obviously stress related. Right. Wait, six this morning? No, this was on Tuesday night. Oh, I see. So, but that show was really fun. It was 300 people. I did really well. Oh. I mean, you know, for me, and uh, it was really, it was a great night, and it was fun, and everybody was like, thank you so much, and you're like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it, you know, like whatever. Anyway, <laughs> these kids, that card right there, look what it says. Let's see, it says, thank you yeah. to Dave, thank you for coming to comedy for a cause, you make our school awesome, you weren't that bad. That's not oh, what it PS. says at the end, but it's written by all the kids from PS11. Yeah, that's amazing. And they're like, hey, the kids wrote your card. I'm like, no, who cares? Just give me cash. <laughs> but it's a charity event. I, I don't care what it is. Is there any money in yeah, there? Cause, a, let's see. There's like a dollar. No, because it's weird. Like, Elon got money. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Again? I guess, he, he keeps getting paid. I keep trying to get him work. Right. And he keeps getting paid, and I never get paid. Interesting. Yeah. They're so used to not paying you. That I, I think that's what it comes down problem. to. It's pretty bad, yeah. Damn it. It's really annoying. But yeah, that was really fun. Also, um, also that night, I was having such a good time, went down the cellar, met Tony Hawk. Oh. Took a picture, so there's proof. Talked to him for a while. <laughs> you know, he talked about Jackass. I told him the story of my friend Joe and his unfortunate story about his daughter and stuff, but how much Jackass meant to her and their and our family, ironically, you know, as, as funny as that may seem. Right. Um, but it was so cool. He was like, you know, he might be the most coolest guy ever you know being a skateboarder who's like our age right you know like who right. was you know the shit right and um you know he's 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 not a lot of laughs but that's <laughs> you know but that's okay if you're not a lot of laughs, then but you're this other thing then right. you're the coolest right you know like if you you know but he was he is cool it was really exciting to meet him tony hawk he's like the greatest skateboarder of all time he is right i mean yeah, i don't think anybody famous. surpassed him how many how many uh skateboarders have video games yeah, nobody. Right? Yeah. Maybe that that guy who's a snowboarder, that oh, right. uh, weird looking redheaded kid. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's amazing. It was very exciting to meet him. So glad I went down there that night. And then I just kept on drinking and hanging out. And they closed the place. Uh, next, I went to the Fat Cat, and they closed the place at like I think I left it around five five thirty. I don't know what happened. Good and then time. the next day, I was just a mess, and I couldn't do anything because you know what? I um, that's when I think the age catches up. The next day, right, right. And I had all these plans that I was going to do, and then I didn't do them. And I watched TV all day. Oh, oh and last night I watched uh, Judy. Judy. The Judy Garland movie with Renee Zellweger. Oh. 
<laughs> I just said I, I really I do want to watch this movie. I'm a I don't want to say I'm obsessed with Judy Garland because that would make me a gay man. But um, everybody already knows I am obsessed with The Wizard of Oz. But, um, but that doesn't make you a gay man. No, it it doesn't. Right. Right. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. saying that sarcastically. <laughs> um, no, but he but I watched it and it was stupid and um, she'll probably win Best Actress. That's why I had to see it. She's favored by a lot. Wait, that, that's for the up for the Oscars? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, she's the odds-on favorite to win Best Actress. Oh, that's crazy. Obviously, we will be talking about this next week. Right. Uh, I will tell you this. There is a good bet for Best... For the Grammys this week is, I think it's Best Song. Uh, Lizzo, who I think might win over Billie Eilish, uh, is plus 160. So if you put up a hundred bucks, you can win one sixty. I was <laughs> never mind. I was that's like a perfect uh, weight joke right there, <laughs> but I didn't want to go there. I don't mind. <laughs> oh my god, Rich Buckley's um, on the line. Yeah, right? I think Lizzo has a really good chance. What do you want? Oh my God, Rich Duffy's on again. Hey, I just want to make <laughs> damn sure it. I keep forgetting people in. can hear. <laughs> Wait, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's a good thing you called. Everybody has stopped calling in. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, I, I didn't want I didn't want you to just be sitting there alone with with memo and not have anything to say. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's good. This is better. But in a way, that's what I wanted to happen anyway. I mean, that was the fun that nobody's calling. Uh, I guess uh, nobody's calling. So. Uh, <laughs> This is hour three of, uh, I mean, that was kind of my dream too, but I guess, um, you know, we told people probably just like, oh, it's not time to call anymore or whatever, but. You sound much cleaner. So I, I, I shouldn't say that you're texting me to, to keep calling. No, I am not. I, everybody knows I put my phone on airplane mode. Right. Meanwhile, I probably, memo, I should have probably, I thought your daughter was going to call in. No. Yeah. It's her bedtime now. I, but it I, wasn't at seven. I know. I know. I don't know. Her list of questions on the podcast I have up on my refrigerator right behind you. It's true. We can go over them again. Nah, that's all right. I think they're still relevant. Oh, they're still relevant. All right. <laughs> Why do you gamble? Why do you talk so much? Why aren't you married? And are you just stupid? <laughs> <laughs> do you have another good Just Got story? I do. Dave, did you ever tell the story about the time that you fell in the uh, septic tank? <laughs> that wasn't That wasn't me. That was Gary Schwartz. <laughs> Yeah, well, you were there, though. Oh, yeah. No, I was there. We were changing the drive-in movie theater sign. We were changing the titles of the movies to, you know, <laughs> your anus smells. Or, like, we were ch- changing, like, what's a good... Like, um, <laughs> My Bloody Valentine, we changed to, like, My Bloody Tampon. And What, uh, did you have extra letters? Yeah, from the other side. <laughs> so we took them from the other side. Like, the best one ever we changed was from... It was a Julia Roberts movie, and it was called Dying Young. And we changed it to Dying Young Homo. <laughs> and that they never noticed for like a month until some <laughs> nuns called and complained. Um, so wait, did you have to bring a ladder? Did you? Yeah. So you- no, 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 no. Yes. No, no. We we somehow lifted ourselves up to the platform. Anyway, yeah, we lifted ourselves and we did it. And then the cops came or somebody came and, you know, we saw the headlights and we ran. And as we were running... Gary Schwartz fell into a septic tank. <laughs> he just disappeared in front of us because we were running. We didn't know. And then he, you know, he smelled really bad. And then we took him in the car. We ran into a buddy and he's like, what the fuck smells? And he was so embarrassed. It was a classic story. Running away and then you fall into a septic tank. That happens in the movies. I thought he was going to stay there until the cops left. No, it turned off. It turned out that the people chasing us was this guy. We know it was Steve Weiss, Rich. Did you know that? 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he used to. He worked he at the worked theater, it, right? and he goes, "Hey, let's go get the these jerk off." He didn't know it was us, and we didn't know it was him. So we were only being chased by our friends. And they didn't even know, but it's a classic story. Yeah, we have pictures of the because the next day we would go and take pictures of the change signs. <laughs> but Lawrence Lerman was the uh, the genius. Of making up the the names, uh, 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 my favorite, of course, he changed the island. I believe it's the Michael Caine movie mm-hmm. to the salad. <laughs> <laughs> but w- we would be at the diner before, and he would write them all down and try and come up with names. Right. Right. It was all planned out. Right, oh, this is brilliant. It was very brilliant. But Die Young Homo was definitely our favorite, <laughs> and that one we changed. Rich at the one across from Woodbridge Center at the Movie City Five. Oh, you were all over this. Oh, we changed a- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. all over. At any time there was a movie theater, if we could get up access to the top, right. somehow we didn't. I don't think we bought our own ladder. We just climbed up there somehow <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just changed all the signs. So that means the local the police department had, like, a map with, like, pin, like thumbtacks trying to track. <laughs> track. Trying to find out the <laughs> deviants. <laughs> right. Well, the best part is, is, like, the people saw us, like, change it, but they just assumed it was <laughs> the, guys- the people changing. The- oh, look, they're changing the movie signs today. Right. You couldn't do that today. Yeah, it was classic. That's a good story. Yeah, that was a good one, Rich. Well done. Okay. All, All right. right. Good, we'll, good. We'll yeah, see the you. other one I had oh. was uh, the ground round. Going down to the ground round down in South Amboy. We used to drive through that tunnel real fast. Oh, yeah. I used to do that to people all the time. There was this really in South Amboy, New Jersey. There was a there was a really small tunnel that could only fit one car. <laughs> so every time I would go really fast and scream and people were like terrified. Cause, <laughs> you know, you definitely th- I mean, I definitely knew what I was doing. But yeah, I don't think they knew it was a one lane tunnel. So it would freak everyone out. It was really funny. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you would go on that the- tunnel. Oh, go ahead. That tunnel is called the whole. That tunnel is called the Hole in the Wall, and you can look it up on a Yelp. There's a Yelp review for it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Look up look up Hole in the Wall in South Amboy, and it comes up under a Yelp review. Uh, you know what? Um, I'm, I'm going to go by there on Saturday, and uh, I, I have a, a dash cam, so I'll record going through it, and I'll put it up on uh, on YouTube or on my uh, site, DaveJustGuy.com. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. That's a great idea, Richard. Awesome. Yes. You know what? You've turned out to be a really terrific caller. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, I got, I got lots. I got a whole list of uh, questions and stuff to talk about on my refrigerator. Oh, oh well, good. Well, let's do it again in a month, shall we? Or in, a, in like five minutes when you call. Yeah, or again. in five minutes <laughs> when you call back. Yeah. All right, I'll see you later. Okay, I'll five talk minutes. to you. I'll, I'll call you uh, over the weekend. Okay. All right. Bye, All right. guys. Bye. Bye. Uh, because it looks like we have Elon Altman on the phone, and now we have, uh, you know, now we can talk about why he's making so much money. Um, hello, Elon. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Is <laughs> this, is, is this David Jusko? It is. <laughs> wow. Uh, f- first time caller, long time listener. We were just talking about you because I I I opened my card from the benefit. I there was no money in it. <laughs> oh man! And I really like, thought that there would be money. I'm like Elon keeps getting all this money for all these gigs we do, and I don't get anything. I never get any cash. <laughs> he wants a cut. No, yeah, I, I don't want to cut. Well, but what, I, I, what should I give you? Well, no, nothing. I don't want anything. But how I, about this? I'll give you the card. Nah, <laughs> nah, I'm good. That the money was and next to. Quite frankly, I'd like to talk to these kids in this school. This is a horrible card. These kids don't know how to write at all. To Dave, it looks like they're retarded. Look at the way that's written. <laughs> What grade are they in? They're in 11th. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I have no idea. Yeah, my kid was in college. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
What did yours say? Do you remember? Uh, it said like you're the best, but I don't know how they knew because I they hadn't seen exactly. It Mine just says thank you for coming to comedy for a cause. You make our school awesome. From the kids, I wonder if even kids even wrote that. <laughs> it's a teacher pretending. Yeah, it could be one of the teachers, especially when they have no idea who you are either. You know, right? He was on crashing. <laughs> <laughs> But Elon did a great job that night, a great job. He was a really terrific host. And I was just talking to you about my, with my mother today because we were talking about it. She was like, you know, we have these kids come down to our community, these comics. And as soon as, if they're not dressed right, I, I tune off already. I'm like, well, then you'll like my friend Elon. He knows how to dress the way you like it. He wears a blazer. I wore a blazer that night too. So we appreciate the old school brand of comedy. You know, Elon, the first time I did comedy that night, I told you about in Brooklyn, I wore a tie. Really? Yeah, that was the way to do it back then. I was dressing like Seinfeld. I mean, this is in 1983, and I wore a tie. I was the only one. None of the other comics wore a tie, but I thought that was the way you were supposed to dress. Like a man. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, you got you to gotta wear a suit or something for a big show anyway. Yeah, that's what I think, and that's why I was dressed differently. I'm like, no, no, no. Today's a blazer day. Today's a blazer show. It is a big show. There were 300 people. It was sold out. And it was really terrific, and Elon did a great job. And he was a good host, and he was uh, good at the opening as well. That's impressive. Good job. Well, you did great, also. I thought that was a it was a really fun show. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I know I did pretty good, but but uh, I don't think I don't think it was our talent. It was it was because of the blazer. I think I think so too because people knew we were professionals. So then they just said, "Oh, this these guys will be funny because they're pros because they're wearing blazers." That's the trick. That's the secret. That's oh, the trick. yeah. We could have said anything. Yeah, exactly. That's totally <laughs> the secret. Everybody knows that. I saw you you're saying you're watching the Chris Elliott compilation. Yeah, I'm watching this one. It's the Fugitive Guy. Oh, yeah. That's all the Letterman stuff. It was, uh, <laughs> yeah, the Fugitive Guy yeah, yeah. and the Guy Under the Stairs. On Letterman. But what you need to see, and I don't know if you've seen it yet, and this was my comedy Bible you know, with up there with SCTV and the uh, Gary Shanning 25th anniversary, the most important thing in my life. Chris Elliott did these two Cinemax specials. Um, called the what was it called it was uh no cinemax it was called like a cinemax experiment it was like a thing and chris elliott did two specials that changed my life around one was i don't know if you've heard of it yet it one was called the action family have you ever heard of that no well then you're in for a treat so chris elliott did a cross between the brady bunch and mannix and it was brilliant but then he did this thing that was so brilliant no one has ever surpassed its brilliance and it was Chris Elliott's one-man show of FDR. <laughs> and it is so brilliant. And the likes of it may never be seen again in the sense of the way it's put together. It was just so... I don't even know whether you could do it this... I don't know. But it was... I must have watched it. I had it on VHS tape, and it was back-to-back. It was called Cinemax Comedy Experiment. That's what it was. What? In fact, my friend Rick Newman was one of the producers of it. And, uh, you know, it was all just thanks to Letterman, the fugitive guy and the guy under the stairs. And he was uh, approached by Cinemax to do these things. And it was a Cinemax comedy experiment. And it was definitely an experiment. And that's why it was good. He was, you know, it was truly an experiment. You can do FDR, a one man show (laughs) for a half hour. And he has the behind the scenes. His father's in both of these, uh, you know, who was also right up your alley. I know. Also, you know, that's how he got get a life through these shows. Um you're going to be excited when you see it and realize his absolute genius, which is not reflected in Schitt's Creek. 
No, he's brilliant in Shit's Creek. What? He's amazing. I don't he's, agree. He's hilarious. You just don't like him because he's gross. But that's I what guess. makes him so amazing, especially with his wife. That's that's like one of the funniest bits. I just watched it today. I wasn't I wasn't pleased. Uh, his old stuff is really the shit, and he was my favorite. But wait, where can you see these? Spe- I love Chris Elliott, but I, I've never I seen these specials. I assume they're on YouTube somewhere. If, if Elon just found a compilation of the fugitive guy, how can they not be on YouTube? Yeah, well, maybe. all the old Letterman stuff is on YouTube. This one account uploaded every single thing, cut in all the different ways. So right. it's like they'll take every particular running segment and put them together into these hour longer, two hour long uh, things. Yeah, like he, I watched seven hours of, of Letterman yeah. and Leno. Yeah, he sent me um, one of uh, Chris Elliott doing more of Albert imitation. That was so <laughs> great. And yeah, I remember those growing up and how important they were to me. Every Friday, Chris Elliott had a segment. And oh, he got excited, you know, brilliant. Like that he was on it. And yeah, that he was great. And then he just kept getting better. And then he did these experiments. And of course, he made that Cabin Boy, which was awful, <laughs> uh, but still funny because, <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. Which, which Letterman is in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He somehow got Letterman to appear in the movie. You know, he hated that. <laughs> but I remember he kept he just kept making fun of him being gay, <laughs> which was funny. What was his line? It was like, hey, you want to buy a monkey? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know. That's what he thinks is funny, Letterman. But uh, it's still the fact that he was in it was like a huge, huge deal. But it was always, you know, Letterman, as, as dicky as he was, he did help a lot of people. Uh, definitely. I remember I went to see Pee Wee Herman live at mm. Carnegie Hall. And they're like, um, you know, where's Dave? You know, whatever. He goes, well, if it wasn't for David Letterman, I wouldn't be here. Right. Everybody clapped, you know, because it was amazing. Uh, Yeah, he he would, you know, he, that was the first show that gave a lot of weirdos a chance. Uh, Emo Phillips, (laughs) never would have heard of that guy if it wasn't for Letterman. (laughs) I just Um, saw him a a year ago, actually. Yeah, I know he's around. He was at the cellar the other night. Yeah, he's doing a lot of stuff again. Yeah, you remember that guy, Elon, or did you ever hear of him? Yeah, no, yeah, he's he's hilarious. Yeah. he is? What's his classic bit? He has that one bit. I have no idea. He does. He's got a lot of... Uh... I don't remember him being funny at all. <laughs> uh, but remember, his his guests, you know, his comics that he would use is him, uh, Judy Tenuta, uh, <laughs> Dr. Irvin Corey. Is that his name? <laughs> yeah. uh, he, these were the, the standards he had like once a month. Right. Um, not Joe Dante. That's the director, right? Uh, George Miller. He was a comic. That's why I got confused because George Miller is also a director. Yeah. Didn't he do Gremlins? Uh, yeah. Or is that Joe I Dante? So. I can't remember. I mixed like, him up. But he also had this comic, George Miller. Uh, he would use um, Larry Miller right. a lot. <laughs> and these, but the the weirdo comics he he would have on. Obviously, Andy Kaufman. I was actually there's got to be footage. I'm in an episode with Andy Kaufman. Like I used to go see Letterman. In the audience all the time. Right. The tickets were... I, I watched the whole Andy Kaufman comp- compilation a few days ago. What, what are, you're in the audience in one of those? Yeah, he goes into the audience and starts hugging people. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I'm in that audience. Oh, he didn't hug you? He no, got right to now. me. I'm probably there. I got to see. If that's if that's on there, then I got to see it because <laughs> I'm in that audience. So I used to be able to get tickets. I would... You'd mail away from there. You could mail... You could just like, I want it for this date. Right. And you'd just get it. Like I told you, the first night I did comedy... Was at this place, Pips, and I heard about it because he had the owner of Pips, this place, this small little place in Brooklyn, on as his last guest. You know, this loser guy, you know, like whatever. I mean, you know, fun, fun guy, but he was just like he wasn't much right. of a guest. Right. Hey, come down Wednesday. It's an open mic. We'll put you on. You know. <laughs> so the next week I go there. I think there's going to be a long line. I was the only one there, and that's why I go into the bartender. I go, "Have you here for the open mic?" He goes, "Go see the colored guy in the back." So, I mean, no one was there, so no one was watching, so you could get tickets. And then as the show progressed, 
year by year, then you you could get four tickets, but then you couldn't request a certain date. Then you just got what you got. Then it was only two tickets. Then you just had a lottery. You know, the more successful it became, you could get less tickets. But I used to go all the time. Obviously, I loved going into the city. I loved being in the audience. One time, the they'd go through the audience to see, you know, the questions and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're like, you know, it was one of these things. Are like, do you have any stories? And I said one time, Connie Chung gave me the finger in Central Park or something. (laughs) I remember I was dressed in a Hawaiian shirt or something, and I knew. That would get me noticed, <laughs> and they definitely came up, and they're, and they're like, and then I couldn't, I couldn't react. I didn't, I knew it would work, but then I didn't have a follow up. Right. And my friend Lawrence, if they come up, like, so you really, I, yes, walking through the park, she comes up, she gives me a finger. I go, hey, what's that all about? And that was my story. Like I didn't think it through. <laughs> I could have come up with a better thing. Right, right. And uh, and my friend Lawrence goes, um, well, well, you definitely knew. What would get you noticed? I mean, I knew that shoe back. I was backwards and forwards, right? So I totally knew what to say. But then, you know, I, that was the part I didn't think through. Like I could have been on television on all those old things if I had, you know, gone in with a plan, right? But I'm right. an idiot, which is why no it's... one's ever heard of me before. <laughs> yeah. But now I got to look at that. Uh, did Todd thing Barry get his start with Letterman? He... No, did he? Uh, what in what way? Not what do you sorry. mean? He, he wrote a fan letter when he was a kid. Oh, that's right. He and, did. Uh, and Letterman like, read it on the air, and I think he called him up on the phone, actually. I think you're right, because Todd Barry, right, Todd from Florida. <laughs> he lived in Florida then. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. That's a true story. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Who's that funny? I'd forgotten about that. Oh, well, I guess that's uh, it. He, he had another career that he launched. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, have you met Todd, Elon? Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> yeah, he's a real nice guy. Let I went ask... to his special taping, actually. Oh, you the did? The most recent one. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. He's all right. He's a strange kid. Uh, but, you Remember know. He came to our, our screening. Our oh, yes, church. he did. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, he definitely came. Well, we've been friends for a long, long time. Um, Elon, what? just one last question, and then uh, we'll probably get going. Uh, did they? Do you know if they found out yet who the one person was who didn't vote Derek Jeter in the Hall of Fame? No, I don't think they they know that. Do you it's think a secret ballot, right? I is it a secret? Yeah, I guess it is a secret, but is it secret? I think so. Oh, yeah, I think you might be right because the guy that secret, did it, but it's always up to the, the writer. Usually, will say like, "Yeah, I was the one." Oh, because I I know it, that happened with uh, Jacob Degrom. Uh, that writer came out and said it was me, and everybody hated him. They were so angry. <laughs> but I mean, this guy would have to be if this is not. A computer error. This guy would have to be. He'd be fired from like everywhere. You just can't. You can't go on. You can't. It's ridiculous to to not vote him unanimously. What are you a fucking idiot? This guy should be fired immediately if it is a true guy. Did you hear the story memo? I just heard that he lost or not lost, but he didn't get. He one didn't vote, get unanimous. It should have been unanimous. I, I, mean, I don't know more th- than that. Th- it's again. Here we are in another Hall of Fame issue. Hall of Fames are stupid. And if you don't put in the ones that everyone knows, you, they're just going to fold. Because if you don't, if Derek Jeter's not in the Hall of Fame somehow <laughs> and isn't even unanimously, and it's like if you don't put your stars in, no one's going. Does it have to be unanimous to get in? No, no, not oh, at all. Not okay, at all. I didn't think so. But you no, want he's 75%. A, right. But a guy like that. He, he made it in so easily. It doesn't matter. The, the, the guy from his first day on field changed the fortunes 
of the New York Yankees and made them again the dynasty they were in the 60s and 70s. It's all him. He came in and made them win the World Series. He changed their luck. Then the stuff he just did where like his 3,000th hit happened to be a home run and I'm just leaving shit out. Right. I mean, the guy was – fuck those stats and the things that they say, oh, well, he didn't do this. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. It's Derek Jeter. I hate the Yankees, <laughs> but I'm not an idiot. Right. Derek Jeter, who's not voting for him? I don't think he should be in. Who is this guy? I've got to know who this guy is, and he needs to be fired immediately. Right. I think it's an error, and they should redo. Did you hear today, Elon, that the Los Angeles Dodgers are asking to be re- rewarded, awarded the World Series for the past two years that the Astros and the Red Sox have gotten? Because they feel they would have oh, yeah, won. Oh, because all the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're asking to be awarded the thing. But, now, I what about the Yankees? The Yankees lost in the championship series, so they, they have to get another shot at it, too. And then what about all the teams that lost in the regular season? That's right. right. It's shot. a ridiculous thing it's to say. The whole year. But right. I love the fact that they're going for it. It makes me happy. <laughs> However, if they were to do that, the first thing I need them to do is to take Barry Bonds out of the home run champion and put back in Hank Aaron because his thing is tainted. So we need to change so much stuff if that's what they're planning. And if you're talking about stealing signs and that's the why they won, then you guys are a bunch of assholes. No one gives a shit. Is there an edge? Yes, you still got to hit the fucking ball. <laughs> it's pathetic. You know, I see thinking in Little League, the signs are the easiest things to steal in the world. Right. The guy would just rub his sleeve, and I'm like, I guess he's going to walk. I mean, it's just so stupid. Right. What are these people, 10? They're stealing signs. They stole signs. You guys are a couple of faggots. Yeah, I'm going there. I'm using that word because this is ridiculous. Just shut up and play the game, you fucking idiot. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get. I didn't mean to leave on a note like that, but I can't help myself. I had to go to the F word, the old school F word. Artie Lang, everybody. Oh my God, I'm so sorry, everybody. I just, it's just like I'm just thinking. I, I just used that from uh, from Trading Places. Then you guys, a couple of faggots, right? <laughs> Where it was so funny, and now you can't even say that. Can't even can even air that movie anymore. They cut that part out. You can't cut stuff that's in a movie that was acceptable just because it's not acceptable. Then why air the movie at all? Thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, I was just watching uh, Chasing Amy, and it, they, they say that word every. 10 seconds, it seems like. Yeah, but that movie should be stopped. <laughs> Although that movie's about, <laughs> I mean, I guess you could argue that that's what it's about. That movie should be stopped because, you know, the fact that lesbians must be furious that he somehow changes a girl from being a lesbian <laughs> to liking men, which is ridiculous. I mean, yes, does it happen? Yes. But is there a movie celebrating it? Everybody's got to be angry about that stupid movie. It's a bag of shit because Ben Affleck's in it and he's the absolute worst person ever. And um, he needs to be stopped. And the fact that I and I have so many examples and I've said this on this podcast and uh, whatever, blah, blah, blah. This guy stinks. He, need, he just needs to be stopped. He needs to stop working. You know, if he, he should go. He should just start drinking again like he's been doing uh, because um, nobody needs him. Wow. You got a lot out of the last five Elon. minutes. Yeah. It's Elon, thanks a lot. Now I'm going to get taken off the air. <laughs> I feel like I'm on a radio show. <laughs> This that was all, the worst thing you said. <laughs> this is all Elon's fault. Right. Trust Ben Affleck. Forget about it. Oh, he's so horrible. You don't understand. I'm just, I, I haven't told you all this stuff. Remember how you know I told you uh, that I know everybody? Yeah. Well, this is another story I'll tell you later. 
All right. And it's a well, good one. Tune in next time, everybody. That's right. <laughs> Elon, thank you so much for calling. I really appreciate it. You're a good friend. Yeah, thanks. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and uh, congrats on the live call-in show. Thank very you. Exciting. It was very <laughs> successful. Thanks to you and many others. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Elon Altman, everybody, and that's our final call for tonight. I mean, boy, that was uh, it was interesting, huh? What do you yeah, think? I think no, it was a very it successful show. Well. We did it for the exact hour and a half, and it was fun, and got to meet a lot. We got to meet some new people. We How do you know no one's calling? People. You don't have like a... No, no, no one's left. Oh, I, I do. I can tell... That's how I can right. tell all the uh, stuff, but it was like super fun. Yeah, I mean, this right? is it's a good variety of uh, guests and, and questions. Yeah, that's the end of our show today, I guess. <laughs> Unless there's something you'd like to say, but I think we've said it all. Yeah. I, I mean, that was good. really fun. We can definitely do this to get again with another, you know, guest that you might want to ask some questions. I mean, this is the kind of thing you want to, you know, you get an Amy Heckerling on, but she'd probably be so thrilled. Oh, Because yeah. she's like, I don't have anything to talk about. This is what she told me. I'm like, don't worry. <laughs> I can talk enough for the both of us. And then I think that scared her. So uh, I'm like, I'm just going to ask you that you're a chick and you direct movies. Hello? Hello? <laughs> anyway. You guys, this is such a great show. I, I, I hope you like it. And then, uh, you know, when it's out in the world, on uh, it comes out today and everything. And uh, we're going to see you next week on the Oscars show, the Oscar prediction show. Me, Ooh. Memo, again. Thank you for coming over again. I know yeah. you're very busy. No, it's very busy. You're going to come over again with little Scotty Gornstein. Liza Minnelli's publicist, of course. And uh, we will uh, gay it up with our Oscar picks. <laughs> but I will ungay it by just degenerate gambling shit. And um, that is how I... Um, that is how I, you know, win my money back from losing on the Super Bowl. Right. Uh, I haven't decided. I, uh, I was going to the 49ers all week because I want to go with the defense. The defense. Defense wins championships. 49ers plus one and a half. But, you know, the sexy pick is the Kansas City Chiefs. Everybody wants to pick the high-flying Chiefs and the big scoring, you know. But I don't know. It's a tough one. I haven't decided yet. 54 points total. It's hard to go the under. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. But you'll obviously know by next <laughs> week because... Uh, well, actually, no. We're filming the day before the Super Bowl, so you won't know. So. Right, right. Just just say, wish me luck, everybody, and that'll be the thing. But uh, anyway, that is our show for today. This is the Nightfly. First call-in podcast ever. I have to say it was successful. I think we could all hear each other. Yeah. The, the system worked perfectly. And, uh, boy, it was a lot of fun, and I can't wait to do it again. <laughs> and I really love talking to you all. And thank you so much for taking your time out, calling in, waiting on the phone a little bit. And uh, just memo, thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedule it worked out to really come well. and, and join me. I really wanted somebody to be here, and it was great that you were here. Yeah, it was great. And I'm sorry about your tea. Believe me, they'll hear about it uh, <laughs> later on. It's all right. So uh, that's our show for tonight, everybody. And we'll see you next time on the Night Fly. Good night. It feels good for the first time in a long time now.